The future is a total crap hole. Whoever lives here is a crab-faced sack of crap, and you're listening to Slurmcast, a podcast for no reason. Today we'll be discussing Season 6, Episode 7, The Late Philip J. Fry. My name is Michelle Burlingame. With me are Tommy Roulette. How's it going? Pete Woodward. The present is a crap hole, too. And in what may be the podcast equivalent of Going Commando, there's no guest today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, we talked about it, but um, it's just nice to, to get this going again. It's been a long time since mm-hmm. we recorded. I had to not be here for a long time, uh, which was a real hassle. Um, was it a long time because we were time traveling? Uh, it was part uh-huh. of it. I mean, we were traveling one second into the future at a rate of one second per yeah, was, second. That, uh, was, that was awful. Yeah. It, <laughs> look, I'll tell you this. Traffic in Boston will age the fuck out of you. So in that respect, I did, I you, did time travel. You didn't, you didn't park the car in Harvard Yard? No, I parked the car at the rental car place <laughs> as soon as I fucking could. Like as and soon, got the fuck out of Boston. Yeah, and it's like, I'm, I'm going to let some other asshole drive. There's services that you can pay for. So is there like an actual Cheers bar like in Boston? There is, but it's not called Cheers. It's called the Bull and Finch Pub, which is the place that Cheers was based on. And if I remember it correctly, like I I think the original place is gone and they built a replica at like a tourist destination. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong about that, but there's something at, at Daniel Hall that's like um, the Bull and Finch Pub, which is like the you walk down the stairs and it's like mm-hmm. the room. But I, I, haven't, I haven't ever actually mm-hmm. been inside it. Uh, this was, th- th- my, uh, my adventures in Boston consisted of taking a cab ride, which is like the one I have to do every year to remind me why I never take cabs anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about 90 degrees. He didn't have the air on. Ugh. He was sitting in the sun and then he was really angry and mad. That, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It was, it was bad. And then, um, I went out one night to try and find a drink and ended up walking straight into the housing projects because they don't say, oops. Here's the projects on Google Maps. It's just like, yeah, this liquor store is half a mile away. I'm like, well, that's that's fine. And as I started getting further and further into it, um, I'm like, oh, this is probably not a great neighborhood. And uh, as is often the case, the only person that gave me any kind of shit at all was the really drunk, shitty white guy. Mm. Um, so that's Boston. Mm. Never been. It has its it has its merits, but. Uh, the highlight of that trip was getting to go to the Cosmic Omelette for breakfast one day. And Cosmic Omelette? I've never told you about the Cosmic Omelette. It sounds I'm familiar, but... Familiar with it. It's the best place for breakfast in the country. Eat, I, like, I'll go to my grave with that. That's, hmm. that's a hill I'm willing to die on. What's uh, so good about it? It's just great. Hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's really amazing. So there's a plug for the Cosmic Omelette in Manchester, Connecticut. But anyway... Uh, yeah, it's just send it's us a, eggs in the mail, please. Yeah, raw, cooked, <laughs> it doesn't matter. They'll be good. Um, it's it's been an eventful couple of weeks. Otherwise, everybody had stuff going on. Michelle's getting ready to become a cyborg. We'll see. Uh, Tom went somewhere. We no, both I've had been sh- here. We both had shows. Yeah, I thought you went into the woods again looking for cryptids. Oh, that was a while ago. I know it's been a while. Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So I hadn't actually watched uh, an episode of Futurama in like a month. So was, I was I'm almost excited to get back to it yesterday when I finally sat down to watch the late Philip J. Fry. I really like this episode. Yeah, it's a good one. I liked it too. I, I mean, it was nice to come back to it, and I felt like it had a good mix of... Uh, I mean, it, it's not without problems, I'll say that. 
but I enjoyed it overall. Problems in the plot or problem? What do you? Mean? Uh it just the the time paradox stuff. Oh, where right. there, I mean, at this point, it's really just like fuck it. But we'll we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that that I noticed at the very beginning, they do the exterior shot on the robot arms apartment. There's one light on in the entire building. So on the one hand, you'd think, well, that makes sense. They're robots. Robot. They wouldn't need lights, mm-hmm. right? Right. So would that room that's got the light on be the one that Fry and Bender live in? I would think. But then they zoom in and Fry's asleep in the dark. Hmm. I mean, hmm. if Fry is a human living in the robot arms, there may be other humans living there I, with but, ro- robot, robot roommates. It's possible. But it's never been brought up before. I would think that would be something that would have come up because, I mean, that's, a, that's I think, a whole... I think that's just supposed to show that, like, it's really late at night and nobody's up. Okay. Except for, like, one person, you know? But you'd think it would be because they still don't need lights. They're robots. Well, I guess. You don't know the requirements yeah. of we robots in the year 3010. This is true. I'm just making assumptions about, like, thermal sensors mm-hmm. and night vision and whatnot. Yeah, that's right. How dare I, you assume? Uh, because I like making an <laughs> ass out of myself. That's why. And whoever else happens to be with me at that point. Um, the, the, whole, the whole thing with Bender trying to sneak in the lady bot and then, like, making... I, it, it, like, mm-hmm. I, it was so bizarre for me. Fry's trying to sleep. Don't wake up Fry. <laughs> and then when he didn't wake up, it was like, oh, now we're going to be, like, ostentatiously loud just to really keep him up all night. <laughs> I like the hand bone break. Hand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done that during a, an erotic escapade? No, never done a hand bone break. <laughs> Michelle? <laughs> nope. Not that I can remember. I'm going to work it into my repertoire, though. I, I mean, it's just... That that whole like thigh uh-huh. padding thing, I, that, that could be a kind of turn on just in and of itself. I think uh. it's got a little. Well, he's playing a washboard. Well, he was, but yeah. I mean, you know, that's part of a hand bone uh. thing too. I think you bring in like a jar. I think you play a hand bone. I I've played a, many a hand bone in my day. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, just, just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> Oh, no. What it, what it actually reminded me of, Tom, was your band. <laughs> I was thinking, like, this is this is one click away from Teasebox because you guys have a washboard player. It was great. I mean, I think you, you should try and work the handbone break into one of your arrangements. Uh, I'm going to talk to Sean about that because it's, it's something out there. But the other thing about that whole little segment is when they did finally go into Bender's room... <laughs> started getting dirty the machine noises <laughs> the, the, the backup the beep 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 like it was fantastic it was so dirty it, like just it, it had never made industrial noises sound filthier but it, what it reminded me of was there's a really old interview with Iggy Pop um, from like the 70s like he did the Berlin albums mm-hmm. so this is like at the latest, this is like 77. And he's on like the Dinosaur Show or something. So he's on this this like white bread variety show. And they're like, so where do you get all of your uh, your inspiration for your songs? He's like, well, man, I grew up in Detroit. And so like a lot of the noises and stuff like, you know, electric razors and like jackhammers. It was like totally like the mm-hmm. sort of thing that he did is just like, just like debasing these noises. <laughs> and so when Bender goes into the other room with the lady bot and it's like... Like this is fantastic. <laughs> I just there's I like like taking 
sounds and putting them out of context in a way that it almost reminds me of like uh like the, the creed shreds videos the what like the shreds videos where they take videos but then play like it looks like oh yeah shred, yeah you know, I know so it's like about. santana okay. shreds is like and it's like hitting bad notes and stuff yeah but there's the the ones that they did of creed where like it's all <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of do it in like a Scott Stapp voice, <laughs> but it's all gibberish and it's like moving with his lips. So it's it's beautiful. So you put like sounds that are out of context into places where they shouldn't be. It's almost always a beautiful thing. It's like yakety sax at a funeral. <laughs> you would love that. Yakety sax at a funeral? Yes. I don't know. I, 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 I do. It's written into one. my will. Well, maybe if I knew that the person wanted it, then I'd be fine. I, but, like, everyone else is going to be crying. But wouldn't I? Okay. I don't need to go down the tangent anymore, but I'm going to work on this because I think there's something there. <laughs> there's, there's probably just a Benny Hill sketch about a funeral that ends up with yakety sacks and a bunch like, of topless ladies it, uh, anyway. Nick Swordson who had that bit where he said like at his funeral he wanted someone to hire John Stamos to be there <laughs> crying and like, wow, it was Nick was really good friends with John Stamos. He's like really crying and then like he pops out of the coffin or something. I might be getting like two different comedians funeral bits confused, but I always thought that John Stamos at the funeral would be like, just save up a bunch of money and hire John Stamos to be there like, like you, bawling. You cash out your retirement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, fuck my kids and family. My entire life insurance policy is paying for this guest appearance by John Stamos. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, Anyway, what it all came down to ultimately is I didn't understand why Bender was trying to antagonize Fry so much. Was it just because he's Bender? Yeah, I think it was just. There wasn't anything beyond that. It's just like. um, Well, it also was supposed to bring about the fact that Fry didn't sleep all night. So when he did fall asleep, he overslept because Bender kept him up. And then Bender wakes him up by splashing hot coffee on him and saying, wake up and feel the coffee. I've done that before. Mm. Not on purpose, but it works. Well, like spilled hot coffee on yourself in the morning? Uh-huh. Mm. I didn't even have anybody to sue. I did it to myself. Mm. Damn. Oh, it was bad. Um, I've also, I mean, I don't do it often, but I have, when was the last time you overslept, like straight through an alarm for something important? Um, It was not that long ago. It was a couple months ago, maybe like six months ago. Uh, I just, I didn't sleep. I somehow ended up sleeping completely through my alarm or like my alarm was going off, but I use, I use my phone. Yeah. It was going off, but the sound wasn't working. I don't know how it happened, but my phone was just like gently going like it was, I could see when I finally did wake up, it was like seven 30 and I, (laughs) I usually get up at six. So I had, 10 minutes to get ready for work. That jolt of adrenaline is pretty <laughs> cool sometimes. Yeah. I mean, but really, but like, you, you, I mean, you qualified it by saying like, I use your phone as your alarm clock. Like, I think I would have to say at this point, anyone who doesn't is probably a sociopath. Yeah. Well, I also have the, um, Alexa tells me the news and right. I somehow like, I guess it wasn't up loud enough or I was really, really tired. Put on that daily show skill because yeah. that oh, will speaking be, of, yeah. she heard me. She did. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't even, oh. I didn't even mute her today. <laughs> 
Um, I it happened to me a couple months ago too. Alexa, stop. Oh. Uh, stop it. You gotta Nobody. tell her tell her to stop before you mute her. Alexa, stop. There we go. Oh. Now we've done it. We've made her mad. Um I was at a uh I was at a conference and we had like a client dinner, so that involved a lot of drinks. And then we went to a secret speakeasy tiki bar. Which involved even more drinks. I'm sure. And we got it. I mean, probably got back at like 2 a.m. Now, the amount of alcohol consumed was like a regular Tuesday night for me, usually. That says more about me than anything else. But then I went back to the hotel. I go to sleep. I get woken up at like 10.15 by the phone in my room ringing. Yeah, I've... I like I got like multiple gold statuses with multiple hotel chains mm-hmm. every year. I've never heard the hotel ring like the phone ring in the room before. It was terrifying. Yeah, it is terrifying. Out it's of a very a scary noise. Dead like sleep. it's very loud. Yeah. Just like what the fuck? So I, like, jump up. <laughs> like what the shit? And I've got the blackout curtains on so I can't see anything. I pick it up and they're like, Mr. Woodward. I'm like, yeah, we have your wife on the phone. She thought something happened to you. <laughs> and so my wife thought I was dead because I hadn't <laughs> texted her in the morning. And I'm like, oh, shit, I was supposed to be somewhere an hour ago. Uh. And you're like, I'll call you back. So like then rush around. Now, in the end, like I was only about 45 minutes late for everything. So mm-hmm. it worked out. But it's just like embarrassing because it wasn't like, oh, I'm hungover. And I can't get it. It's just like I just slept. Mm-hmm. Like I was I was there. I was fine, ready to go. It was just like purely I must have hit the alarm and I usually set a safety like I have yeah. the number one and then I've got like a half hour later one both of them just out most of the times when I've fa- like overslept it's been I've gone to bed at a reasonable time mm-hmm. I've like not been drinking or anything like that and then I just end up either sleeping through my alarm or end up forgetting to set my alarm or something yeah and it's the scary that's the worst feeling is when you wake up and you like open your eyes and it seems lighter than it normally is when you're <laughs> when you're getting up to go to work and then you're like and you like sit up and look at the time and like oh my god no yeah it was it's it's never a good thing um i mean and what it ended up doing for fry is he was late for Leela's birthday lunch and mm-hmm. she ended up getting st- like i love the fact that elzar goes through the whole rigmarole with the birthday cake and then sells it to her yeah. <laughs> for $12. 12 95 I mean, that's... Which, you know, that's about how much a slice of birthday cake at a fancy restaurant costs now. Like, really? The ones that don't give you dessert like free for free. Cake. Yeah. It's not like a Red Robin situation where it's like, here's a free yeah, sundae. Yeah, you get the free little little cakey guy. What's yeah. a, what does a slice of cake cost at the Cheesecake Factory? Shit, I don't know. It's I don't. Been, I mean, uh, yeah. It's probably been like twenty years since I've been to the Cheesecake Factory. I don't normally get dessert when I go out to but, eat. So. Well, I don't, I don't either. But I would say like I do if it's my birthday or there's a really good dessert on the menu that you, I really want. I'm not like a sweets person. Do you go to special places just because they have free birthday snacks or whatever? No. Well, no. Sometimes I'll get like a free pizza from Hungry Howie's in the mail <laughs> because it's my the whole birthday. Pizza? Then yeah, you get like a free one topping. I think it's a medium pizza. Do they just shove it through the slot. No, it's a or? coupon. You have to order it. <laughs> I like my way better. <laughs> I would too, because then I wouldn't have to call Hungry Howie's. Right. That, I'd just be like, hey, free pizza. I but the, it basically that's just a setup to explain that Fry is late for everything. Mm-hmm. Um. 
I it's I have a pathological need to be early or on time for things. Like I can't handle being late for shit. Mm-hmm. That um that is not a trait that is shared by anyone else that lives in my house. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of friction around that, but I you know, is that something that you guys have to deal with? What what are your tardiness preferences? Uh I mean my, me myself sometimes I I run late, but yeah. uh usually like a reasonable late i'm never like there i've there you know mm-hmm. people yeah. that like you have to tell at least half an hour earlier some of them might have been on this show before yes <laughs> um <laughs> probably several of them yeah. people that have been on this show Actually, yeah not to narrow it down <laughs> to anyone probably about 40 percent of our guests yeah i i'm usually like the late to family functions like that's Is that just because you're because you I just don't want to deal with it? it? No, I it's just like you know I'll, I'll get there when I get yeah, there. Yeah, you're not gonna be in trouble if you don't get there exactly on time. Plus, my mom kind of thing says, like, you know, oh, we'll eat at three. So you get there at three and then you don't eat at four, and it's like I'm just gonna mm-hmm. if you get there okay. early, you gotta help set up and yeah, and set talk to relatives and, and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm the kind of person who I like to wait till the very last minute to leave to go somewhere which usually ends up screwing me over and i get there like couple like hey like less than five minutes late Mm. so i don't know i'm just i'm not very good at at getting myself out the door timely i've never have been i'll give you everybody a tip this is the system that works and this is this is it's worked for me for decades because i'm old take the time that you're supposed to be there Mm -hmm. and then you work backwards from that and go, well, it's going to take me this long to get there. And then double that time. Double. Double. (laughs) And then work backwards from there on the stuff that you need to do and everything else, work it from like one and a half times the amount of time you need to do. Because here's the fatal flaw that goes on in this house. I know how long it takes my wife to do her makeup. She's got a wildly different perception of how much time that actually is. And that's where it usually comes in. Like, she's still getting ready. And she's like, oh, I can do everything in an hour. I'm like, the fuck you can. It's not possible. And that's, it's, not, it's not a judgment thing. It's just like, you know, this is a finite number mm-hmm. that you have to deal with, so you have to adjust for it. If you do that, then like, they, all that does is let you be leisurely. So it's not like, I mean. You're not rushing. I don't want to rush. Like, I have TSA pre-check. I can get through airport security pretty quick. I still go leave two hours early it takes a half hour to get there and then i can just kind of stroll through and relax there's nothing worse than like see you step in the airport you start sweating it gets yeah, weird I mean, if, if it's something that i know i have to be early for like it's a court not, date or like a doctor's appointment sure. or something like if it's if it's really really important but if i'm just going to a thing that starts at a time i don't ride like the, what why what well, rules, if it's a, what, the only rule is the rule you impose on yourself and if it's a so, thing like a show or something it's yeah. not even going to start when it says it does so you can give Usually. yourself an extra hour then too yeah um i just it, it's it's something that causes me a great deal of anxiety because i have to like deal with it on a daily basis so not my preference but the other thing that surfaced in here is that Leela ordered the lobster pileup. Oh, I don't yes. know what it is. <laughs> I don't know, but it sounds I delicious. I assumed it was yeah. just a pile of lobsters. Do you think it would be <laughs> like, like... Just a pile on a plate. Would it just like whole or would they be shelled already? Would it just be lobster meat? In my brain, it was whole lobsters. Would they have been like plate. reassembled and human centip- lobster centipeded nope, together? Just, just pile. Oh. 
The pile of lobster. Good. Pile. That was one nice thing about being in Massachusetts is lobster was everywhere. There is a place on the east side that I have been to a few times that does all-you-can-eat crab. What is it? Uh, Lore Bistro. Oh, okay. I thought it's, you were going to say Pickle Bills. It's like, no, um, that's a different place. They do it too, but uh, Lure is a lot better from what I've heard. But it's uh, it's like less than 50 bucks. It might be 48 for all-you-can-eat crab legs, and they just bring you plates and plates at a time of legs of crab i mean and I, that's kind of what i thought of when i thought the lobster pile up would just, just be like, like plates, plates and plates of just lobsters sitting on a plate no nothing shelled or I mean, you don't have to drive to the east side you can just go to the chinese buffet that gets all the health code violations on no, what's 150th. no i went there once and i actually ate like maybe three bites of whatever the fuck I got. And it, it was so bad. It like, I, I did get sick from eating oh, there. Like I paid for it. I ate a little bit. I was like, and Oh, I feel it ill. Again. And then I left. <laughs> didn't even, didn't finish my plate. I literally wasted it. Well, for what? Four ninety five. I wasted. You go on the weekend dinners. <laughs> like, like you go on a Saturday and know. Sunday. It's all you can eat crab for like $10. No, nope. some $10 crabs. <laughs> that's I, I'm, I don't think that's a good idea. My, my issue with it is just that, uh, anything like that, like crabs or lobster that is, hasn't been shelled, is just a lot of extra work. Like, I don't... I, uh, I crab just, legs aren't too bad because you just... Yeah, it's still, I mean... You snap and pull. It, at, at this point, like, fried chicken and ribs are about as involved as I'll get with that. Mm-hmm. Like, like having to remove the flesh myself. Because otherwise, it's like... this is this, All this work is getting in the way of my gullet. You know, I can't just put this stuff in. Um, I, 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 uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm getting distracted by my notes because it it did have a lot of sort of stuff, like the giant Q-tip they were cleaning the ship with. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I was uh, foul. It, like, just, yeah, there was like yeah. his earwax. <laughs> it looked, yeah, it was, it. It was uh, Planet Express's earwax. Um, I just, I, I don't even know what that little housing is on the ship and what's collecting in there. But it, it looks was, like a cannon. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought it was. Was a cannon. I mean, maybe they were just like lubing it up or so. I don't know. It was as satisfying as using a Q-tip to clean your ear, which is expressly forbidden on the Q-tip box. <laughs> you're not surprised. <laughs> if you're an it. idiot. It, I mean, that's what it's, it's like forbidden. Just don't do, I, 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 I do it every day. Like I just said about 10 minutes ago, the only rules are the ones that you impose upon yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I use Q-tips in my ears every single day. My ears are clean as fuck. And I think that's a, a lie to keep idiots from poking their eardrums out. Cause you could feel it if you go even a little bit too far. Yeah. And, and then you do it when you're like your ear canal. D- yeah. Do it right when you're out of the shower. Everything's like yeah. hot and moist and loosey goosey. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the cotton's right not going to get stuck in your ear if it's wet in there. So right when you get out of the shower, just do, 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 you know, on the, on the converse of that, when I hear stories of people who have so much wax in their ears, it impure, impedes their hearing. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I've had to have my daughter's there, ears irrigated a couple times. It's really just. Foul. I mean, I've 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 considered having it done just to see, like if I had anything like way down in there. But you would know. You would know. Yeah, it, it, everything you get muffly and weird. Mm-hmm. Plus, I've been recently examined by a doctor who looked in my ears and said, "Hey, you've got really clean ears," <laughs> and I was like, "Tight." All those, <laughs> all those people who say don't put cotton ball, cotton swabs, Q-tips 
in your ears. <laughs> Send they all they, all pending litigation towards <laughs> care of Michelle. When when you send it to us, hey, if you're not an idiot, you'll be fine. Well, I I'm not gonna vouch for everyone listening to this. Sh- I'm not even gonna vouch for everybody that's a host on this show for not being idiots. So <laughs> that's as, that's as much confidence I have in that. When it starts to hurt, stop. <laughs> if I did that, ever, I'd literally get nothing done ever. Even the fun things, it's just all that that eliminates everything from my entire repertoire at that point. Um, I can only imagine what would have happened at the hedonism bot bachelor party if it had gone on like and not had the horrible tragedy, but the professor's drinking teeth have given me lots of ideas for when I start losing it's mine just, and have to get dentures. It's just dentures with a straw attached I know, in the middle. Right. How great. Uh, my drinking teeth. Cause then you could wire it up with like a, a hose. Mm-hmm. And then just you wouldn't even have to like lift the drinks up. You could just like dangle your hose into the drinks and siphon yeah, the like, stuff in. Why would you need drinking teeth? Like, uh, lips yeah, are open. You need like your a... you need your lips to to suck out of a straw. Not if like it's all to... sealed with your dentures. It's almost like a mouth guard. Mm, maybe I don't know. That might work, but still, why would why why would you want well, you to? You can really talk because they're. Yeah, more drinking to do. I don't know. I don't know if that would work out. Just a thought. I, I mean, it, it's it's one of his ingenious inventions. I wonder if that was something he also, purchased or created on his own. Hedonism bot is getting married to a house in, in the, the suburbs. suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty hedonistic. It's very deviant, despite being in a very like you know normal setting. Um, I just and at this point, this is where it turns into the time machine again. <laughs> Yeah, they don't bring all they do is bring up that hedonism bot is uh getting married and having a bachelor party at this point. But the, it it does go back and like you mentioned the the robot stripper that has a nuclear meltdown is yeah. later, but um uh I like just like when Bender or not Bender Fry hears about the the party and he goes, "Who wants cares? to go to that? No, who cares? <laughs> I've got a date with Leela." <laughs> uh. I you know, I have very mixed feelings about bachelor parties. I haven't been on one in a while, but um, you know, I, it, it, now the one uh, the one I went to ended up with a lot of vomit. Uh, not that, my, that, not the, mine. I was gonna say, is that the time you barfed off that guy's porch? No, that was just like that was like <laughs> a Friday night. <laughs> oh, okay. That was that was after band practice. Um. No, but it, it uh, this was several years ago, and uh, it was for friends from college. So we all converged in Columbus and then kind of went on this like, there's your mm-hmm. first problem. Well, this is Columbus. before they, this is, this is before they gentrified High Street, too. So mm-hmm. all the old bars were there. Gotcha. So we went to some strip bar, and at that point, I hadn't gotten over all of the weird Catholic baggage. So like, I was just the sugar Sirens. daddy with all the money. Uh, I think it was diamonds, maybe. Diamonds, cahoots. Yeah. And it, it was fine, whatever. You know, he got the on-the-stage bachelor party treatment, whatever. So we leave, and then we went on kind of a bar crawl throughout, uh, you know, our old college haunts. Mm-hmm. Eventually getting – did you ever go to Larry's? Was that still around when you were down there? No. It was It was basically like a grad student bar. They kind of put out, like, the rumor for years that it was a gay bar to keep all the knuckleheads out of it, mm. and it basically worked. It was a really cool, chill dive bar. It's gone now. It's like a Target or something. But uh, – gotcha. We went in there, and that's the point where people started barfing. And I think I was probably, this is during the 10 years that I wasn't drinking. 
in my adulthood. So I was already like chaperoning. So then we leave and start walking across the campus and university police show up. Yeah. <laughs> like three guys like laid out on the grass. This is maybe one of the luckiest things that's ever happened to me is that one of these cops is a guy we went to college with who used to be a, like a night assistant in our nice. dorm. And we're like, hey, Kyle. <laughs> and he's like, hey, guys, how about you get the fuck out of here now? Okay. <laughs> we're like, yes, sir. I'll go back to the hotel. And everyone's, uh. everyone's wives and significant others were mad the next day. I, did, I, mm. I might have actually gone down there with my ex-wife uh, and she stayed with her family. I don't, I don't care. I hope she's dead. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's such a weird, like, thing. Because we've gone to a couple together, Tom, yes. for various people. And <clears throat> I don't know. It always seems like a lot of work to keep everybody together and then move them from one location to another and well, stuff. Well, the one, and, the one we, were, we just were camping, I like that. That was a good one. You were burning garbage up in the hills? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I don't know. They're bachelor parties. Yeah, it, similarly, I have only been to one bachelorette party, and it was like three weeks ago in Hawking Hills. But you and, had to uh, organize that, so you had total yeah, control. Not really. Not total control. Well, right? I mean, you could have snuck some stuff in or out. What do you mean? I mean, like, just... There's, we had tons there's, of booze there. No, I, I mean, mean I mean, there's the <laughs> there's the official... Get, sneak some Skittles. No, there. I mean, there's the official <laughs> agenda, and then there's like the dark agenda where the uh, magic mic guys come out or something. I, I don't it, know. It like stormed the whole time. And there was no internet. So you were and there basically was no a internet. Movie. Yeah, there was no internet and there was no, which we were told that the cabin had Wi-Fi, So nobody said anything to anybody <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm going to tell my parents or whatever that like people knew that we were going camping, but nobody was like, hey, yeah. I will be out of contact all week, like from Friday until Sunday. You will not hear from me in any way whatsoever. And then like I, I, I got a little bit of service when I was actually hiking Old Man's Cave. <laughs> like we were up high enough that it, it like I, I got like for 10 seconds, I got some, I, like I posted something on Facebook really quick that said like, Hey, none of us have service. I promise we're not dead. And I like tagged everybody <laughs> who was with me. Like we didn't, we didn't know. We thought there was going to be Wi-Fi. Do you think they were the kind of assholes that would plug in a router so you could actually get like Wi-Fi yeah. service, but there was no network connected to well, it? Well, I think, I think that some of the cabins did have Wi-Fi, but they just said cabins have Wi-Fi oh. and it ended up being like ours didn't, even though we had one of the more expensive, nicer, bigger, places and oh. didn't have a router in it and I, I looked I checked every corner of every room of that house and I was like there's no fucking wi-fi what am I gonna do but like I I drove back and something weird happened with my phone where I didn't get any of the texts that had come through other than like two or three when I was at old man's cave yeah. until like I got off of the highway onto West 150th. And then all of a sudden, all of the texts <laughs> from all weekend started coming through on my phone was just like a million degrees. Yeah, it was just buzzing around in my car. Like, why did it wait until I got back to Cleveland? Like the, the two hour drive between that's, Columbus that's even that and Cleveland, I, have, I usually have service the whole time, but. And I was texting, like I stopped at one point for a bathroom break and I was texting other people, but. For some mm. reason, yeah. hours later, all the the texts from the weekend came through. But anyway, that that's that was the the most 
like trouble we got into is that we only had like a four person hot tub at the cabin and all all six of us piled in and we like overflowed the hot tub. (laughs) That was it. We just drank around the hot tub. (laughs) That sounds like a great great. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this time machine of the professors only goes forward, so you can't do stuff like sleep with your own grandmother. <laughs> Something disgusting. Like <laughs> sleep with your grandmother. Wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do, do that, that again. again. That was that was beautiful. But then like the whole gag where the professor just like falls at that last minute mm-hmm. and yanks it forward is like, oh. Well, here it's we go. it's while Fry is is recording his uh Record your own message card yes. for Lila's birthday. Apparently, you don't have to be nude. You don't to, have to be nude. <laughs> it never to occurred it. to me. <laughs> it seems right up Amy's alley, though. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Be? I mean, and, but I mean, she, I, I could also see Amy be like being naked, but only putting the camera on her face too. <laughs> like that—that seems like totally within the realm of her. Amy thing. would probably do that. So he's uh, Fry's recording. His his original plan was to. Leave then, record his birthday greeting while he was walking, get some fancy cologne at the newsstand, <laughs> and then he would be exactly on time. <laughs> yes. See, that's the that's whole problem. He didn't start from when he had to be there and then work out everything he had to do and double the time. It might take you 10 minutes to find the right cologne at the newsstand. What if they're out? Then you got to go to another one. You have to plan for all these contingencies. This is why I'm crazy. But it doesn't matter because Farnsworth stopped him. And Professor everything was destroyed. And, yep. And, and my fa- this is maybe one of my favorite lines in the whole series so far, and it's so dumb. But when the professor goes, "Oh dear," I mean, "Oh, oh my!" my. <laughs> I, yeah, what, what was what? Why I didn't really get. I don't know. It was funny, but I was like, "Why is that a joke? Why isn't funny?" Why? <laughs> I don't know yeah, why. because there's there's no conceivable reason. Why either of those would not be interchangeable for each other? Like in the my other. Uh, question was when the time machine jolts forward into the future and Fry goes, my card, and he, yeah. he loses his card. It flies out through like a win- like a vent window that yeah. like cars up until like 10 years ago, 15 years ago had those little, remember those? Like, in yeah. the, like why don't cars have those vent windows anymore? I think, here's my theory. Go for it. They were meant for smokers. So you could be driving and your window would be up, but you'd have that front little vent so you could be smoking with your left hand because that's what my my grandparents used yeah. to do. That's that's what that little weird triangular window was I for. I used to smoke through those windows all the time. See, there you go. Yeah. Theory holds. Um, but, uh, but, I mean, I think it was, that's, po- I, I mean, probably weighed heavily in the design. I think the other reason it's probably not around is people can't be fucking bothered to have any sort of manual device in their car anymore at all. So if it's like a window, like mm-hmm. if it was a power window to go, like people well, see, would do it. Uh, my grandparents, like I said, they would smoke out of that window and they still had power windows, but the, the power window was a yeah, square that went up down. and down. And what I was the saying is these the would pivot yeah. on a motor too, yeah. because somebody had to be like, like um, anymore, like they, people yeah. can't even turn a key to unlock their car. They don't even have to turn a key to probably turn the car a, a real weak spot for car theft. That front vent window. I don't know because it it would be really hard. You could break you the could whole get a crowbar window out. and just go pop and. But if yeah. you like, I don't know if you could reach an arm. You'd have to be real skinny and have a real long arm because at the same time, mm-hmm. a lot of those cars, the doors are real long too. Because mm-hmm. this is when. America thought the Japanese Kareem Abdul-Jabbar could probably get in. <laughs> Possibly. Or maybe. Dr. J. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Slender Man. 
he'd he'd be able to do it. What about Mothman? He's got long, skinny arms too, right? Mm, no, we don't know if he has arms or if he just, just wings. has wings. So it's true. Um, yeah, I I mean, I didn't even notice that it had those kind of things. Like I I saw that it flew out, but I didn't realize it was from the vent window. Which again, just like. The whole time machine thing itself is like so bizarre because it's apparently like space proof, waterproof, fireproof, all of these things. Because mm-hmm. even when they stop it in various places under all kinds of conditions, like it's completely unaffected by any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they never leave the actual space. They're just moving in time. Well, that's yeah. like, I mean, that's all a callback to like the H.G. Wells time machine. Yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. You know, so it's like and, and, you know, that's I get it you build a time machine unless it's some sort of propulsive thing like where the fuck is it gonna go so they uh go forward in in time to the year 10,000 and um Fry says the year 10,000 but I promise we lied beyond time for dinner and the professor says relax everyone we ever knew died (laughs) thousands of years ago and to myself I thought Fry should be used to this because this is the second time that has happened to him at least (laughs) <laughs> I mean, like, when you when you get into some of those ones where it looped around, like when he was when he went back in time and slept with his own grandmother, I think he he kind of went through the whole cycle of shock like three or four times. Mm-hmm. So, and when he went back and turned into Lars, like he had experienced all of it, then came back, then they're all still alive, and then he got old enough that they could all die again. I mean, that's a real kick in the nuts. But how uh, you'd still feel bad about missing the birthday at that point, I guess, right? Would you feel worse yeah. about the birthday or everybody being dead? probably everybody being dead. It might be kind of a relief. I mean, all of those social obligations and things. No, because Fry loves Leela. He does. He would never be relieved to have missed her birthday and the entirety of the rest of his life, or her life and his life. He's still got Bender, though, and Bender's his best friend. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's just just a thought. It's, um... Either way. Yeah, so then when they, um... They do the Planet of the Apes thing with the, the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Then, then the Statue That's of Liberty great. is the ape, and then the birds, and then, and then the, the cows. cows, and then the slugs. A what slug, is that, I a think. Slug? <laughs> is that a slug, maybe? Um, but it, and then like the the then when it goes into the duality between them and the future and the stuff happening back in the regular timeline, like Leela sitting mm-hmm. at Cavern on the Green. Um, I, have, I know it's part of the game because it's been part of the game forever. I'm still playing the fucking game. Yeah, but is is this the first time it came up or has it been in there before or have they mentioned it and not gone in? I think they have yeah. mentioned it. Okay. It's been in there. I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've watched them so many, all these episodes so many times that I never remember which Bleed ones together. come in. Yeah. I'm like 95% sure that it's been in another episode. Mm-hmm. But like the drippies, like, <laughs> I'm like I, it would be kind of neat. Have you, have you ever heard about those restaurants that are in like, like they build them in, the the Nordic countries in the winter where they like build a nice hotel. Yeah, well, even in like Ohio, there's Put in Bay, all those crystal caves. They've got yeah. like the wine wine tours of the inside the crystal. caves. You've never been inside the caves on Put in Bay? No. Yeah, they've got it, it's it's crazy. I mean, I've been it's to cool. Put in Bay. I just get scared to go there now. They have a large that's... geode there too. I think it's the world's largest geode. It is the world's largest geode. How big is it? I don't know. I'll see it in a few weeks. Nice. Maybe. Really? Yeah, I got to go to Putin Bay for a wedding. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's a busy wedding weekend. I think everybody's got weddings that weekend. Possibly. We, mm-hmm. There is some talk about it. Some some asshole had a birthday that same weekend. and like, get fucked because <laughs> it's a bunch of weddings going on. Sorry. 
we don't not we're just kidding eric <laughs> um but that uh that that thing where she's like elzar shows up again so apparently he owns Cavern on the Green too, mm-hmm. and then tries to sell her, sell her bird ticket again. But he's like, "Oh, you're the loser who got stood up earlier." And her saying that Fry's ass is late for a date with her boot is uh, is just beautiful. Like <laughs> it's, it's really it's just projecting. None of that animosity belongs to her. It's just it's all his fault, and he's getting what he deserves. Um, but then the the news reports with the sorrow at the soiree where stripper bots. Or hedonism bots, bachelor party explodes in tragedy, um, and everybody thinks that Bender and the professor and Fry are dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> Zoidberg especially, <laughs> it's like the three coworkers I liked are all dead. Ah, uh, poor Zoidberg. Well, Leela is so upset, but also angry, but also upset, and. Is it bad that she feels both at <laughs> both. the same time? And Hermie says, it's what he would have wanted. And then she kicks the TV and cries, <laughs> which I feel on a is, very... Is that like a daily basis thing? I mean... The, the Not a daily basis, but pretty I've, often. I've, I've felt like that before. <laughs> oh, conflicted feelings are fun. It's like, it, like there's only so much energy that you can exert into one. So like trying to dial in the balance between them is a real challenge sometimes. Uh, between anger and grief. Oh, th- and not necessarily anger and grief. It could be between any two disparate emotions. Like really anything that's getting, you know, you could be like, uh, horny and hungry, hungry, horngry. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, like a really good example of this. And this, this is so funny. I remember it so clearly, like the first time, that we had gone somewhere and left my daughter with my mom for like a, a weekend. Like we were maybe gone like two days. So she's staying mm-hmm. with grandma and she'd stayed overnight at grandma's and everything's fine. Whatever. She's, she's probably like one and a half, two years old. She's not verbal at this point. So we go and then we come back to pick her up and <laughs> she's so like ecstatic to see us. Like just literally just like you can see on her face. She's like, Oh my God. Like, mm-hmm. And then starts bawling because she didn't realize how much she missed us Aww. and so these these two things happened at the same time and it was just such a like a, uh-huh. it was like a spit take it's just like Wah! like she couldn't contain it all and uh that's playing itself out on a daily basis now and it makes me uh absolutely crazy but i thought that the professor's plan to keep going forward into time until there's a backwards moving time machine was fucking brilliant. Yeah. I don't know that I would have come up he with that on my own. He is a genius. That's and he's true. A... But he's senile. True. Or demented or both. I mean, he made a forward-going time machine. I mean, I guess the alternate one could have been he could have modified it to go back. He's already made backwards-going ones, hasn't he? That's how they got... How did they get back to mm-hmm. Fry's... The Y of Fry? Like, how did they get back? What do you mean? The, the... Profe- the professor has built... Reverse moving time machines before, hasn't he? No. Okay. How did he? They go back into 1950. Yeah. Oh, was it, it the was chronotons? The, no, it was the um, the watching the uh, uh, neutron star explode, and Fry was making popcorn in the Jiffy Pop in the microwave. Got okay. I now I remember. Kind Something of. Something smelled blue. Oh, I love the smell of blue. <laughs> um. I just, but I love the fact that 
without the three of them there, Planet Express becomes super successful with yeah. Hermes and Lila running the show. Like, you know, it, it seems like towards the end, it almost became a conglomerate to rival moms. Like, it was really amazing. Is the bigger and bigger complex and the whole fleet of ships and things. Like, they really put it together. Um, but when they got to the year 5 million and come out and see the uh, the aliens that are, like, explaining how they're the smart ones and then there's the dumb locks. Mm -hmm. Like, again, like, just such a huge reference to the H.G. Wells time machine stuff. Like, did did you ever see, like, the the original movie, not the one with Guy Pierce, but that was almost like a remake of the one they made in, like, probably the 60s. Mm -hmm. And I think it was European. It was a very strange um, especially the Morlocks in it, terrifying. Did you did you predict what would happen in five years? I no. I, I knew that was gonna ha- like even the first time I watched it, I was like, yeah, they're they're gonna come back in five years. And all <laughs> it's the, all good. I mean, I think the, we're all the dumb, strong people are gonna have killed the intellect. We're living in that reality right now. Yep. <laughs> but <laughs> I did like during this montage, or I guess it was a little bit before that point, they were singing. Uh, it's like the year 2525, but it all has the the new lyrics. I love this song. This is one of my favorite Futurama songs. It was very good. And totally like Billy West doing the voice of the guy who, who sings year 2525. Uh, Uh, Zager and Evans. Zager. I don't know how to pronounce it. Really? Yeah. That's boy. That rolls off the tongue. Right. Um, I just know the song. I don't really know. Remember when, uh, Conan O'Brien used to do in the year 2000. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then they changed it to the year 3000. Yeah. I mean, there's Conan really had a whole thing. I wish I, that's one of the reasons I wish I still had cable is so I could watch his show just to catch that. But I I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I just, because I I don't. um, I just thought that, like, so when they got into the year 50 million and it was like the, the uh, Barbarella fantasy. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to turn into some kind of death by snoo snoo situation. Um, but, but I could. <laughs> nope. Bender was just shitty and ruined the fertilization feast for, for everyone. Did you even see that? <laughs> I could eat and fertilize. I basically, what <laughs> Fry is saying is he's hungry. Uh huh. I mean, it all comes back to that. I think we've, we've really stumbled across this philosophical concept that, that needs some more uh, exploration sometimes. But, uh, it was a year and year one billion. I mean, it just kept going and going mm-hmm. and going. Um, but then that's when everything was like scorched earth done, right? Yes. When the machines have taken a, or that oh was, yeah, that one, that so it was, was like before, the Terminator that was 10 world. Million. Yeah, before the pretty ladies, and, there yeah. was the the robot taking over world, and Bender wanted to stay there, but Professor and Fry but, didn't nope. want to. That's why Bender ruined uh, their fantasy yeah. world. Uh, Bender's an asshole. Um, but yeah, so uh, I guess it makes sense that like th- they're there and then Cavern on the Green is still there because they haven't mm-hmm. moved physically. They're still yeah. in New New York's physical location. Um, but going back into the past again, and like Planet Express is massive and Leela married Kubert, then divorced him and he's just like collecting alimony, but he's hooking up with Amy's robot body. Robot, <laughs> robot Amy. But the, the reason that Leela married 
Qbert is because she said, oh, I miss the old times. And she looked at a picture of her with Fry and Fry was drinking a, a slurm. And then she like lowered the photo and Qbert was there with like almost the exact same hair yeah. drinking his slurm. And she was like, oh, hey, Qbert. Oh. Like it's, it's just because she missed Fry, which is kind of sweet. I, it is, but Qbert's a horrible person. Yeah, fuck Qbert. I think that's the only reason Qbert was in this episode is so they could make like a Leela Mrs. Fry. And just, just bring yeah. that up. So that's the only reason, like, because he didn't even speak in that early section with the professor where he's like there. Well, here's an, my uh, my question is that Qbert is Fra- Farnsworth's clone. Yes. But adult Qbert, like old Qbert looks nothing like old Farnsworth. Yeah, but I would say the professor's cloning process probably has a pretty wide margin of error. Yeah. Most of the shit he invents, like, it, there's like a 60-40 chance it does exactly what it's supposed to. And his face got pressed up against the tube. That's true. Yeah, it's mess smashing his nose up and stuff. Um, and who knows what was, like, he was, he made him out of toe jam. Like, he could have had all kinds of pollutants That's true. and stuff, too. He could have also like altered the recessive genes and that, I mean, that would still technically be a clone because your DNA would be the same, but your active genes and your inactive genes would be different. So I guess he could have made a completely unidentical clone of himself. Like starting from the same thing and just flipping different switches mm-hmm. on, the, on the, the chain. Yep. I mean, also I get the impression that the professor is one of those guys who just gets so focused on his work. He forgets to eat and just, you know, like probably just, Oh, he has to remind himself to actually take in nutrition once in a while, mm-hmm. especially now that he's older. Whereas, like, Hubert just seems like kind of a slob and was probably just stuffing his face full of moon pies and things. Can you guys, uh, is he, I see, I hope that cat's doing something useful like eating a fly. <laughs> he just ate his own hair. Yeah, that's. <laughs> there was like a, a hairball, like he'd. It was like a little dust, dust and hairball that like flew across the floor, and he and just grabbed tomorrow it. Tomorrow morning, I'm gonna clean it up <laughs> off the carpet. Fantastic! He can't die soon. Oh no! Take him home with you then. He's my friend. You know. Um, Hermes was a head in a jar, but on like a pogo stick yeah. type thing. Yeah. But I like the fact that I like the fact that Hermes and Leela became a very effective team together without all of the other bullshit yeah, people yeah that's like, exactly what yeah, it is like, <laughs> hermes hermes was a head in a jar on like a pogo stick for yeah. some reason well i mean he's got to get around somehow that's true but that's it's probably doing, pretty effective like he could just doing, yeah doing. but he's been a full-on robot before has he has that happened he's yet? also yeah he's been a head in a jar he's been that's right because he got decapitated yeah he hasn't been the full-on robot yet I think See, that's we're coming. coming to that. I need to stop watching ahead. It, it's, it's. I tell you, so I've hard. seen all these so many times. Even if I didn't watch ahead, now I would still get the order confused. It's all. Anyway. T- it's the time travel. It's muddling your brain. Yeah. So, uh, so older Leela and and Hermes with his head in a jar on a pogo stick for some reason. <laughs> they're are we at that part where we're they're yeah. standing in the the Planet Express and, and she gets whacked on the head with whacked, the card. But she falls down. Like she she <laughs> the card hits her in the back of the neck and she just topples like why would that make you fall down like if a piece of paper hit you in the back of the well, neck would you fall? a piece of paper with a video screen in it and a I camera. Guess. So it's probably got some heft and the it could potentially have some kind of crazy velocity. Mm-hmm. 
just because of like whipping through time. That's true. I, maybe not, but and like she's even it, the the card hitting her neck is part of the video recording too. Yeah, because it's still going. As it flew, yeah, he was recording it, and then it flew out of the window and hit her in the neck. So it like recorded the end of his message was it, the card hitting uh, her in the back. Of like the neck. you could use playing cards as weapons. I mean, so if it's got enough, like, have you ever mm-hmm. seen any of those Ricky J demonstrations where he like? I mean, he did some stuff on Mythbusters. He's done stuff all over, but, like, he can, like, throw a playing card, like, 30 feet and embed it into a watermelon. Mm. Like, he's just, he's he's a master of sleight of hand. So I probably talked about him before on the show. He's a really, like, interesting guy that's in all this weird shit. And, but he can, like, you know, he can attack people with playing cards because he can throw them with enough force that could, like, cut you when it hits from a distance. It's it's crazy. Just and, like, it's like Gambit. Except without the, the, you know, luck explosions or something. Yeah, so the Leela plays the, the message on the card, which, uh, you know, is Fry giving her his reason for being one minute late to dinner because the professor is making him test out their stupid time machine. And then he tells her that he loves her. And then she said, oh, all these years I've been mad at him and it wasn't even his fault. Like, she gets real sad. So she she's depressed and and walking around new new york goes to the cavern in the green which is closed which is closed and it's it's like just a hole it's it's literally just a cave yeah Yeah. and she you see her shooting her gun into the cavern and then we we go to well droplets of water start falling as she shoots the gun well because when fry's when fry found cavern on the green when they got to the year one billion he saw like dear fry as are stalactites the bottom or stalagmites the bottom? I don't know. That's why I avoided saying it. Stalagmites are the bottom. Stalactites are the top. You can tell people about that in the crystal caves then. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's yeah. Stalag- so the stalagmites. I already forgot ground. what you said. So he sees deer fry written in stalagmites. Uh, stalag ground, like gl- stalag ground, stalac like ceiling. Correct. Got it. Is Oh, my God. Did, is that a real yeah, mnemonic I, device? Yeah, that's how I learned what they were. Holy shit. I wish I had your science teacher because no one ever taught me that. Unless they're backwards and I am wrong. <laughs> Is it or stalag? If we have any geologists <laughs> or spelunking uh, listeners, give us a lie, drop us a line, let us know. Um, but uh, eventually just fry in the professor and vendor, like, fuck it. Let's just go to the end of the world. Yeah, I was right. We're fucked. Right. <clears throat> um, so if you were going to get to the end of the world, I think getting drunk's as good a pastime as any to watch everything just kind of go down, right? Yep. Why don't they end? Well, I think in the mm. time machine, they're just a time bubble. And as okay. we find out... Yeah, like, I yeah, guess you're right. That makes sense. I was more Somehow. confused about the fireworks. Well, we also didn't mention that as... The uh, our crew is traveling through time. Uh, the professor makes them stop and pull over so that he can shoot Hitler <laughs> with a laser gun. <laughs> well, that's before they come back, or that's after they see the end of the oh, world. That's right, when they come back on the second pass through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah so anyway. <laughs> I'm thinking about, yeah, going forward. We're just so, I, yeah. like, who wouldn't get excited about shooting Hitler with well, a laser? There's a graphic on the infosphere with the timelines of this episode. Oh, God. Which is very fun to look at and pretty confusing. But um, so they 
they watch the world end, but they don't end. And then all of a sudden they see the bang, big bang happening all over again. And they realize that, well, they professor realizes that they're, they're what they're seeing and that they can go back through. And as we've come to learn from the great philosopher, Rust Coley, Fry misses time <laughs> is a flat circle. <laughs> and time. Uh, yeah. Fry misses the dinosaurs cause he's going to get another beer. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's, it's uh that's when Farnsworth says that he's going to make one stop and he goes out and shoots Hitler. <laughs> just zaps him real good. I mean, like, uh, oh. Professor has like a big giant laser rifle. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, but that's, for as worried as he is about not changing the, anything in the past, like, that's a pretty big thing to change. But still, like, yeah, all right. Yeah, so they, they're they're coming up to their time, and it's, you know, one month, two weeks, one hour, 30 seconds, and here we, and then, of course, he slips and slips they go and again. they they pass it and it's back. They're back in the year 10,000 and professor says, well, we're going to have to bring her around again. Well, so do you think, <laughs> how long do you think it would take him to go through that whole trip again? If they didn't make all the stops, like if they knew that if they just kept going, well, that's what they did. They, they brought it around. I mean, do you think their entire trip elapsed in like the 20 minutes it took us to see the trip happen? Because it was pretty quick. Like, I wonder how long the, the what their perception of time during time travel actually was as it was going on. I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of thought of history as being like, they're, they're just, you know, when you, you're watching TV and back when, back when there were VHS tapes, you <laughs> yeah. could either like, pre, you could press fast forward and it would go like times two and then mm-hmm. you could press it again, like go faster and faster. So they were just like speeding up the fast forward and watching it happen on the screen, but it was just in front of the, the time machine. So like, I think they could probably control the speed of oh, yeah. time. Yeah, totally. But I would Even though they, like, like they weren't, because before they were stopping to see if there was a backwards time machine and like the one point when they were in whatever year it was when they were under the bridge, they're like outside of the time machine making food around a fire and oh, that's, hanging out with some yeah, homeless that's people true. in the year 10,000 or whatever it was. So they, they like stopped and, and did other things. And I'm, I assume got beer because they had beer. <laughs> oh, so that, I mean, that raises a whole other question. I mean, so, so the time continuity just gets so muddled and crazy, but like, it, that was basically what I was getting at is like, if Fry was wearing a watch, he wouldn't wear a watch. He's, tardy for everything but mm-hmm. say the professor has a watch on they turn the time machine on how much time elapsed on that watch throughout their entire pass through the big bang and back probably not very is the long. watch digital or or battery powered we'll say, it's, <laughs> or we'll it's, say spring... it's a mechanical watch that winds itself with physical movement it doesn't matter yeah okay so having the beer inside bender this is this is the part that I'm wondering now. You can blow your minds open. Would the beer have expired? No, inside no, 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 of no. We've basically established that the inside of Bender is this extra dimensional thing that can mm-hmm. have whatever in it at any time or whatever. Was all of the stuff that was in his extra dimensional body cavity the same stuff that was in there when they left? Time is the is the inside of Bender also inside the time machine or does it exist outside of something else 
so that other things are happening to that while they're traveling forward in time? Or could they have climbed inside Bender and somehow come out again somewhere else in a, a different time or place? I think yeah. I have not Whatever. had any mind-altering substances a, today. I don't think it's a different dimension. I think it's just like a Mary Poppins bag that like a million things can fit in. And it, I think it's just, it's, it's spatially expansive, not like... Are you suggesting that Mary Poppins's bag stretched? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that the inside of the bag is it's infinite. Tardisy. It's not, yeah, but it's not a different, I don't think it's a different dimension. I don't think time moves differently or separately inside of. An infinite space? An infinite space. <laughs> Does time even exist within an infinite space? That's, if, that's all I'm getting to. And like right. I said, for the third time, I will say this. The only rules are the rules you impose <laughs> upon yourself. Look. And time is only a rule that we have imposed upon ourselves. Well, it's, I don't know that that's necessarily true. It, time is a measurement that we have created to mark the passage of time as it occurs. You can't use a word in the definition of the word. Well, that sounds like a rule you're <laughs> imposing on yourself. Yeah, the, the, okay, so time <laughs> is the measurement of living linear chronology. Mm-hmm. Ha occurring naturally, uh -huh. you know, like okay. the earth moves, the sun stays put, except that, you know, they're all moving in the grand scheme of things, but like the earth moves around the sun. All we do is, you know, chop up the a spin of the earth mm -hmm. on its axis into these little chunks of hours and things. We chop up the movement around the sun into whatever. I mean, that's all arbitrary. A day could be mm -hmm. three days long, so to speak. But so to my point, if Bender's chest cavity is an infinite space. Yes. How does motion register within an infinite space? Isn't space an infinite space? It is, but... Or is it? If we don't know. <laughs> we need the physicist to you come You think on this I am, show. Steven? It is. Fucking it's, <laughs> the universe is constantly expanding. <laughs> yeah. You could never get to the edge of the universe because uh, it's expanding. So but quickly. what is it expanding into? More... <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's getting further apart and actually yeah. i i listened to a podcast i can't remember which one it's one of those npr podcasts like radio lab or something yeah something like that where they're saying that space is expanding a lot slower than it was when we first realized that the universe was expanding and it's like not even and things are getting further well from is that because what of the gravity waves that like make everything ripple i no, you're just <laughs> asking questions that you don't even know anything about. I know about gravity waves. I had to prove gravity waves to your old roommate at one point. <laughs> he was really pissed off that I did because I, he was is like that the one who thinks the world is flat. Yes, but he so was who like, cares? he's an idiot. He Moving was like on. gravity. I don't even think that he thinks that it's flat. I think he's just upset that people won't entertain the possibility that it might be. That's really what it comes down. How to. How does he explain how nobody falls off the earth? If he doesn't believe in gravity. Well, it's not that he didn't believe in gravity, but it was like when all of the LIGO um, uh, experiments were being published mm -hmm. about the gravity waves where they like measured them and it like, confirmed a bunch of the relativity stuff that Einstein mm -hmm. put out. Mm -hmm. So he was just like, oh, this is all bullshit. How do you even measure this? And I just heard like this really good, probably science episode where they had scientists that worked on that. And they're like, mm -hmm. yes, this explains the whole thing. So I posted that for him and it, like broke it down. It's like, 
they build this thing. It's like an L-shaped measurement device underground, mm-hmm. you know, like way deep underground. It's like an L. And basically you have a, you measure the distance between of how fast it takes light to go between these two things. And if a gravity wave is passing by, like one side will get there faster than the other. Mm-hmm. And so it like, it like measures it because it's, it's, you know, it's all super minuscule, but it's right. like, it all makes sense. And they proved it repeatedly over and over again, have like repeatable results. So that's why they got like a Nobel prize for it. And he just got so mad. That conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. It's a conspiracy that uh, smart people are trying to be smart. And eventually it'll it'll show us how to grow well, potatoes and poop. NASA fakes NASA fakes every photograph of Earth and the moon landing wasn't real and Oh, speaking of the moon landing not being real, there's an, another <laughs> article that I read um that says the number of people that would have had to be involved in in making the hoax of the moon landing. And it's something at this point like four hundred and fifty thousand people over the last like 60 years would have had to be involved and not say anything for it to have been successfully ho- like faked this, for this, this long. Like it's just not fake. It's they, not. They killed Stanley Kubrick and they all signed NDAs. I mean, nobody says anything all when they sign NDAs. 450,000 people. Yeah. They sent them all to Woodstock and gave them bad acid. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's fun. I, Oh God. It just, that kind of stuff makes my head hurt a lot. I just listened to an episode of the Boogie Monster where they were talking about all the Sasquatches that died in the yeah, I uh, heard Mount St. One Helens one. Yeah. I mean, and on the one hand... And there I, were Sasquatches helping them carry out right, other dead Right, pointing Sasquatches. out the other dead Sasquatches. But then the other part of that is like, I like the point of view where the, whoever it was was quoted as being like, yeah, it's not that the army's trying to keep this quiet. It's like they don't even have fucking infrastructure to report this shit. So they're just like, ah, fuck it. You know, whatever, like, what, where do I file the form to say I've seen a Sasquatch, sir? Yeah. We don't have a form L1736A. Okay. <laughs> you know, right. Like, off you go. Uh, yeah. Hey, it's great to uh, have you guys back over to yeah. record. It's been so long, uh, and this, this was fun. Turns out we don't need a guest. We didn't even finish the episode, though. We did, I thought. No. No, we didn't talk about him getting back. Okay, what what did we miss? I'm sorry. Well, okay, so they go go through and miss landing in their time, so they have to go back through all over again. Right. And then... They get there, but they, they this this version of their timeline is ten feet lower yes. than than the previous one. Right. So the time machine falls and lands right on top of alternate universe or alternate timeline. Fry Bender and Farnsworth and Farnsworth goes, "Yes, we've taken care of the time paradox." That's so. Then Fry rushes out and he goes and meets with Leela. Oh, we we didn't mention that at the end of the world before he went into the cavern on the green and saw her note to him that said, "Like I'm not mad anymore." Yeah, the, well, the the our time together was short, but uh, it was the best time of my life, something like that. Oh, that's so, so sweet. Yeah, so they he finally meets up with Leela and and he's on time and he says, "Oh, sorry, I'm late." And she goes, "No, you're actually on time." And and I, I didn't think you would be. And he says, well, no, that was the old Fry. He's dead now, which is, <laughs> which is true because he just killed him by landing a, a time machine on top of him. This is this is true. I Yeah, I made notes about that, but I didn't understand them. So thanks for correcting yep. me. So, 
So I just like the the very end of the episode was Leela and Fry standing on a bridge romantically, and underneath the bridge is Bender digging a grave for the squashed, <laughs> ruined uh, Bender Fry and Farnsworth. Oh, this is, that was beautiful. I did I did like this episode a lot. I mean, it's I didn't get hung up on too much of the stuff, but I enjoyed it. Do we have some more good ones coming up, or does it start to take a shit? There's some good ones. Yeah, I like the season. I I'm I'm a fan of the Comedy Central episodes in general. I like a few the next stinkers, one. but yeah, the next couple are good. Overall, <laughs> overall, they're pretty solid. Yeah, awesome. Well, as far as I know, I don't have to go anywhere anytime soon. So hopefully, we can keep this up regular. Um, and we do have some some guests lined up for the future. Yes, we're uh, not giving up on guests. If you want to be one, let us know. Uh, send a message to the Facebook page or the Twitter or text us or email us or or any other way that Shout you know. Shout at us on the street. <laughs> yeah. you, that's, somebody did that this weekend to both me and Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the email address, Michelle? Is it slurmcastpod at gmail.com? What are the Instagram and Twitter handles? Uh, just look up slurmcast and we'll all fucking come up because you all know how to use Google. <laughs> Figure it out. This is true. Or go to slurmcast.com, which has links to all our episodes and our tea public shop where you can buy cool Futurama and other related uh, T-shirts that we'll get a little nice percentage of. Uh, you send us an email. You can call us at 216-438-1077. Text us there too. All kinds of stuff. Um, it's nice to be back. We will get the feed hopping in a regular fashion soon. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.